High prescription drug prices are a growing concern of both lawmakers and the general public. But policymakers don't agree on how to rein in prices while still encouraging innovation by pharmaceutical companies and ensuring access to new products. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Rena Conti, an Associate Professor of Health Economics and Policy at the University of Chicago. Dr. Conti has co-authored a perspective article about proposed policies for addressing these high prescription drug prices. Dr. Conti, the high prices have preoccupied state and federal lawmakers and presidential candidates in recent months. Why is drug pricing such a hot issue right now? Well, I think they are clearly hitting patients and their families' pocketbooks. And families are making decisions between affording the costs of some specialty drugs and retirement plans, plans for their children's education, and other important aspects of their lives. Some lawmakers argue that these rising prices can be blamed on just a few companies that engage in extreme pricing. Others say that the problem is industry-wide. Which assessment do you think is the more accurate? I think high prices are an industry-wide phenomenon. And you talk in your article about several proposed policies that would help address this problem to make drugs more affordable, among them allowing Medicare to negotiate prices and importing prescription drugs from Canada. What do you think are the chances that either one of these could become law? I think that the importing drugs from Canada is largely a symbolic gesture. That is not something that I expect that policymakers will seriously consider. Although there are some forces that would be very in favor of awarding CMS more opportunity to negotiate drugs on behalf of beneficiaries, I don't expect that lawmakers will also seriously consider or pursue those policies moving forward. I think the key issue with awarding Medicare direct price negotiation for either Part B or Part D is that it essentially makes lawmakers renege on promises that they made and really enshrined into law both in the Medicare Modernization Act in 2003 but then again in the passage of the ACA in 2010. And so I think part of the political resistance, if you will, to direct price negotiations is that it makes lawmakers look like inconsistent bargainers. I also think that there's a larger problem, which is that essentially what that amounts to is profit regulation, which, as far as I can tell, we don't pursue as a policy in any other industry in the United States, and I don't expect that pharmaceutical manufacturers would be the first candidate for that. I think it's important because I don't think people really understand that we've discussed this as a policy issue for almost 15 years now. The reasonable people in the room are all saying this has to be market-based. It can't be direct price negotiations because it just doesn't fly at all on both the economics level but also on the political economy level. So another strategy would be to use market forces to promote competition among generic drugs. How could lawmakers reduce the barriers for generic drug makers to enter the market and then keep those manufacturers from exiting the market? Right. Thank you. So this has been the subject of a recent help committee hearing and I expect we'll get more attention over the next year. So there are two issues related to drug pricing in the generic space. The first is that we have seen significant price increases. Almost one half of all generic drugs have increased their price over the past two years. 
And it is clear that what is driving those price increases is consolidation, both in the number of manufacturers who are able to make that drug, but also in the outsourcing of those drugs to companies called contract manufacturing organizations. So what we need to do in order to get price competition into this market and get prices to come lower is to encourage manufacturers to not exit or not outsource drugs to other manufacturers and or stay in the market if they're contemplating exiting. There are a variety of different strategies that can be pursued. The first is we know that there is a very significant backlog of generic manufacturer applications to the FDA. Now, to date, the FDA has prioritized those applications that target the manufacturing of drugs that are in short supply and also the first entrant into a generic drug in the U.S. But it is completely within the FDA's current purview to also prioritize or fast-track, if you will, the review of generic manufacturing applications for those that have only one supplier or have experienced significant price increases over time. So in other words, searching through the backlog for generic manufacturers who are willing to make this drug that is currently experiencing very high prices or high price increases or is at risk of experiencing high prices because of the nature of its limited supply and pulling those manufacturers into the market. I think this is a very promising and doable approach. You also mentioned reference pricing as a possible way to encourage companies to reduce prices. How much evidence is there that reference pricing actually drives down prices? And if there is such evidence, how would such a proposal for Medicare be likely to fare with lawmakers? We know that reference pricing has worked as a strategy for keeping prices low in the branded space particularly when those branded drugs have other therapeutic substitutes already available in the market. There's evidence that selected European countries use reference pricing as a way to keep prices low and stable over time, but we also are seeing reference price strategies occur in the commercial insurer market. What we're not seeing is reference price strategies occurring in the specialty drug space covered under Medicare's Part B or medical outpatient benefit. So what we are proposing is that Medicare consider encouraging strategies to use reference price pricing for drugs that are infused, injected, or otherwise physician-administered and covered under beneficiaries' outpatient medical benefit. Finally, looking into your crystal ball, how do you think the outcome of this year's presidential election will affect prescription drug policies in the future? So here's what I think we know. We know that high drug pricing in the generic space, in the really innovative breakthrough product space, and also in this kind of me-too space, particularly around specialty prescription drugs, is not going away anytime soon. And regardless of whether the candidate is a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent, every single one of those candidates is beginning to talk about the high price of drugs. What I suspect is that irrespective of who enters into the White House next year, we will see a series of policy solutions that will be put forward 
Now, some of them are already happening. What I mean by that is we are already seeing congressional investigations and other types of, if you will, naming and shaming of drug companies. That should lower the price of certain drugs over time, at least in the short term. And there is some evidence that that's already happening. However, it's not a long-term solution. I do really think that the opportunity that the reauthorization of the Generic Drug User Fee Act presents will have an important impact on pulling more manufacturers into the market and getting prices down over time. What we really need legislative help with at the congressional level is the high price of specialty medications that are currently insured under Medicare Part B, where there's essentially no limit currently and no mechanism to induce more price competition. We also need some more sustained legislative thinking around the high price of very innovative breakthrough therapies for which reference pricing is not going to be a solution. Thank you, Dr. Conti.